You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast, and do I have a super special guest today. No pressure. It is my wife, Joanna Wood. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I would like to start this off by saying this is her first time talking into a microphone. (laughs) And I asked, have you never done karaoke before? No. And she goes, no. I just saw people do it. So that's that's the level of experience we're working with today, folks. I hope I don't disappoint. We shall see. Okay. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. Okay. I'm already, nice. ju- I'm already judging you right now, so Be it's kind. all right. But you can see me, and I'm always awkward in person. So people that can't see me don't know. That's true. Uh, all right. This is a topic, and there's a reason why Joanne is here today, and it's because we just shared, it's been what, it's been over a month now, Um, back in early August, uh, we went to the CrossFit Games for the very first time. In 12, 14 years? Yeah, 12 slash 14 years, yeah. So as as a CrossFit owner of 14 years, I can say that I've never made the trip. I've never done the pilgrimage to any of the CrossFit Games events. And I don't know why. Yeah. Well, yeah. I really have no good reason other than that it was far to travel, costs. I don't know. There, there are, I'm sure, a lot of terrible excuses. I should go back and listen to the uh, Excuses versus Reasons podcast. Mm. <laughs> But, you know, some, some of the summers we were getting married, moving houses, it's having true. a kid and stuff. So We have busy summers. Probably some valid uh, reasons why we didn't go. But regardless, I am so glad that we went this year. Same. Why do you say that? Because it was such a good experience. And I, I guess we kind of have to asterisk that with as a affiliate owner – it was a great experience because CrossFit HQ did a lot of amazing things for owners at the games. Yes. And apparently this year was like a little bit extra high level top shelf kind of stuff. Yeah. So like the athletes and the competition and everything that was all amazing, but it was also as an affiliate owner, great to get feedback directly from the people that run all of the programs at HQ. Yeah. Like it was, so just to kind of paint the picture here, uh, we, as a CrossFit gym owner, we have a, if we get a certain amount of people that sign up for the CrossFit open, we get early access. It doesn't change the price or anything, but we just have early access to getting, uh, tickets to go to the CrossFit games. Uh, traditionally we had a former member from way back when I want to say like 2009 to 2010, kind of in that time zone. Um, he would message me and say, hey, can I use your early release tickets or whatever and, and go down and go to the games? I'm like, sure. Nobody here is going, so why not? And he <laughs> he kept sending us stuff like as a thank you. So he'd like send us some shirts and some swag and stuff, and um, we'd super appreciate it. But then we would never go, and that's 
we've said finally this year, he, he said, hey, do you mind if, if I have your early release tickets again? And I said, you know what? We're going to go this year. And it was amazing. So he kind of told us all the stories about what it was like and, and you know, the experiences that he had. So as a spectator and a fan of CrossFit without being an affiliate owner, he always painted the picture of it was absolutely amazing and unreal and everybody should do it. We finally believed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it took a few years. Yeah, and, and then we made the migration down and, and, and did it ourselves. And like Joanna said, the owner's experience was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. They, much like a, a Spirit Halloween or something like those pop-up Halloween stores where they just build, uh, build out a, a Halloween costume store for a month and then pack it up and leave, they did the exact same thing but with a CrossFit affiliate. Which yeah. was really awesome. Yeah. They just, they built a complete gym in the week before the games, completely outfitted with absolutely everything. Like it could be a gym that you just walk into anywhere. And that was by design. They even created a website that was yeah. live it was just and real. CrossFit the Affiliate. That was the name of it. And it was the first thing you see kind of when you walked into the whole arena. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. They had classes in there all day, every day that people could just sign up for. They had some of like their level one, level two coaches lead the classes. So I think that was a great experience for people. Yeah. And some of their specialty courses were in there as well. Uh, they even had guest guest uh, instructors. They led a GORUCK uh, or a couple GORUCK workouts uh, each day as well, which we participated in one and earned one of the amazing GORUCK Madison patches yeah. <laughs> for, for doing their little mini event. Uh, which was awesome to do. Uh, but yeah, that was just kind of one part of the affiliate owner's experience. They also let us work out on the North Field, which, by the way, isn't there anymore. They build it. I didn't know event. that. I thought yeah. that was a field that was just there all the time. No, no, no. But they put that whole thing up. Yeah. Which is amazing. So they let us work out on it after all the all the athletes were kind of done for the day. Uh, and then afterwards had a barbecue. We got to chat with the uh, CEO, the new CEO, Don Fall of, of CrossFit, uh, a bunch of the other management level kind of CrossFit headquarter people. And it was amazing. Just their willingness to listen to the the people on the ground, right? We're... We're the owners. We're kind of like the foot soldiers of, of CrossFit. And they were genuinely concerned with what we thought of not just how they were doing, but where they could go and where they could take us. And I remember that first meeting we went to. This is kind of going off topic here. But uh, that first meeting we sat down, it was kind of like this little round table. And Nicole Carroll was there. She's the director of training. And she was openly asking for, you know, advice or, or ideas and some people came up with some really great ones and they were very receptive to those yep. those things and it was sincere like they genuinely wanted to hear our feedback and they i'm positive that they will take it away and do something with it yes and they already came up with one and they released it already which was awesome to see so um okay this is for so i'm gonna i'm gonna start by saying what is my action item this is the first time I'm going to do that. Oh. I believe that if you are a fan of CrossFit, that you should make your way to the games at some point. Yes. That's what I'm going to lead this with. Absolutely. It's a completely different experience from watching it on your laptop or TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. The, yeah. 
so right off the bat, the energy. So when we're in the stadium and they did that sandbag event, like the energy that you could feel was unreal, yeah. unmatched. It and, felt like a concert. And everybody was super nice. Like it's just like walking into any CrossFit gym. If you've ever traveled, if you've ever gone to a different gym, you know it's kind of a whole community. It's like a worldwide thing. So everybody there was super nice, super cool, chill. It was great. Cool. All right. So the topic of today's podcast, that was a long intro. Okay. The topic of today's uh, episode is these are the things that I learned or that we learned about resiliency from the CrossFit Games. And I'll take it off with number one here. Number one, it takes a level of sacrifice to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, let me, we're going to dive into each one of these. Those that make it to the CrossFit Games have to sacrifice literally their lives in Everything. order to make it to that level. Not just people just think, oh, just train a, train a lot and you can, you know, do it. No. No, it, it has to be your life. It is your life. You have to not just have the right training modality, the training schedule, but it's also your nutrition has to be spot on, your mindset, everything around that, your recovery, your rest. You have to have a team in place. Some people pack up and move to different locations just so that they can Mm -hmm. train with certain people so that they get the right stimulus and kind of the competition aspect to different countries we're not even talking like the next state over right (laughs) completely new countries so that level of sacrifice is needed for them to get to where they want to be would you agree is that what you've kind of noticed yes i know back in the day when we we first started and you know when the crossfit games was just sign up and we'll work out and have a barbecue after <laughs> that there was no sacrifice. I kind of miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could just sign up and that was it. You just signed up for the CrossFit games and you went down to the ranch and, and had a workout. That's pretty much how we made it to regionals. So Shh. <laughs> we did. We Everyone did. was invited. No, no, no. We made it cause we were awesome. Okay. <laughs> now, how does this relate to you and me and the average person who does not aspire to, making it to the CrossFit Games? I I think it still depends on the goal and your level of commitment to achieving that goal. Expand on that. What do you mean? Um, well, if you have a small goal, if you can't run a mile without stopping, we'll call that like a, a baseline entry-level goal. We want to run a mile without stopping probably going to have to run a little bit more than we are currently might not have to change too much like nutrition wise or time management wise you might have to squeeze in a couple extra runs a couple times a week but it's not going to require a great amount of sacrifice but it still requires some some yeah absolutely absolutely but if you take that into a bigger goal and you want to say i want to make it to the top 200 in the open then that's going to require some year-round diving into your weaknesses, a lot more time, a lot more probably nutrition, mindset, and all of that combined. And specialized coaching, special like right. you have to really look at the whole picture here. Um, yeah, so I'm working with somebody now that's looking to train specifically for a triathlon, but still do CrossFit. Okay, there has to be some some give and take there. CrossFit's yep. good for GPP, which is general physical preparedness, 
and that's obviously going to help. But you can't expect to swim well if Just all CrossFit. you all you do is CrossFit. <laughs> we don't have a pool. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe if we win the lotto and we have a, a massive super facility, but yeah. Right. So I mean, specialized things like that will obviously take a little bit more than the average. Yeah. And it goes back, I don't know what year it was. It was, I want to say 2010 or 11, when I thought I could do CrossFit and run a marathon. Oh, <laughs> that was a fun day. Yeah. It, well, it was a fun uh, <laughs> few days afterwards. Yes, I remember I remember that. And uh, Kevin's a great runner. He doesn't particularly like running. He just happens to be very good at it. It's probably because he has legs that are six feet long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he said, I'm just, I'm going to run a marathon. And the only training he did was like a few 800 meter runs the week before, I the, guess. The month leading up, I ran 3.5 miles in total. And, and that was it. Yep. So it was a great idea. And I was waiting for him at the halfway mark of that marathon. And I was kind of expecting a certain time. And he was right around the time for the half. I thought, okay, he's doing pretty good. And I handed off some of the little gel packs and whatever to keep <laughs> it going. There's Jolly Ranchers. There were Jolly Ranchers, yeah. that's right. Uh, and then I went from the midpoint and I was waiting at the finish line and I was expecting to you know, double that time and maybe add a little bit, but it was double that time and then added a lot. Yeah. And I was like, still people coming in. I was like, Kevin's not done. He's not done. Where is he? Like something happened. And yeah, he eventually came stumbling across the finish line, barely able to walk. I actually sprinted the last 200 meters because <laughs> I was high as shit on endorphins. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't walk. And then walk. I carried you. <laughs> yeah. <car. laughs> I did not, at that point, give a level of sacrifice to the training that I needed mm -mm. to accomplish the goal. Although, well, you in my defense, it, my goal technically. technically was accomplished because it was to beat one individual. Uh, and I beat him by like two or three minutes. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Fleming. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, absolutely. So, it takes a, if you have a goal in mind, however big or small, there's a sliding scale of sacrifice that you need to give up in order to accomplish that. If it's to, let's say, whatever, lose five pounds of fat off your body, you are going to have to sacrifice something in your diet, in your daily routine, in order for that to happen. Don't take away my cookies. <laughs> Is that, what do you want? Well, there you go. Yeah. So any, any other, I guess, ideas or topics on that point of level of sacrifice? Um, I guess only that it may not only be your sacrifice. Depending on the level of your goal and where you want to go and what you want to do. It, it may be a sacrifice of your family, friends, and that type of commitment as well. So you need that support system and commitment from them. I like, I like that. Yeah. It's not that you're, and it may be true. You might need permission. Sure. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but it's really asking for that level of support that is required for that goal to be achieved. If it's to do a sprint triathlon, meh, you could probably do it with a couple extra sessions. If it's to do a, an actual Ironman, that level of sacrifice is going to be great. And it's right. going to require a lot more support from your network in order for you to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, things we learned about resiliency from the CrossFit Games. Number two, everyone, regardless 
of your level of fitness has strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So you're, when we're at the CrossFit Games, these are the top, top. 40 people, 40 individuals, I think. Point zero 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 one percent of all CrossFitters in the world. Mm -hmm. They have strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And it was apparent in a lot of events this year. Yes. I have a couple of like specific examples that probably most people will know or remember if you watched any of the games. Go for it. Uh, Rebecca Fusilier. So she came last on that capital event, carrying that giant bag up the stairs. She was last on that event. However, uh, I think it was maybe the event before the day before the skill speed event. So there was the pegboard, there was skipping like singles, doubles, the weird crossover things. Crossover doubles, yeah. Uh, pistols and handstand walks over like a little obstacle thing. And a pirouette. Right. Yeah. She came second on that event. Right. So obviously it's very clear what her strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, the other one was Danny Spiegel. She came first on that sandbag event in the arena. But then also the day before, the shuttle to overhead she came last, like 39th and 30th. And that was like they had to sprint, I think, four, six, and 800 meters. Yeah. And after round. each run, they had to do um, max jerks from blocks. I don't remember what the weight was. It was crazy heavy. It was pretty heavy, yeah. though. Anyway, so, she, yeah. so she, she came last on that, mostly because of the running, the sprinting. She's a big girl, not big like we think big like she's a workhorse yeah yeah <laughs> she's all muscle doesn't move very fast but she can move a lot of weight so yep those are a couple examples of strengths and weaknesses that were very apparent i guess for sure and so what i the reason i brought brought this up in the first place is that people at the gym who just we'll call them casual exercisers you know just recreational in, in nature they're not out signing up for competitions every few weeks or anything like that, or even few months, they expect them themselves to be good at everything. And that's a really terrible expectation to have of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what, <laughs> I find what people do is they want to be good at everything. I remember specifically, I, I met with one person and she came in for a meeting with me and I said, you know, what, what do you want to improve a, upon? And she had a list and it was an entire page. It was a full page list of all the things that she wanted to improve upon. I said, great. If we work on all of these things, you'll get good at absolutely none None of them. them. There's no, you can't get progress without focus and and effort. So I said, we're going to pick one, maybe two at most. And those are going to be the things that we're going to focus on for the next X amount of time. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, it's really about focusing your effort and also knowing that you're still, even if you work on something, you're going to have weaknesses elsewhere. It's just, it's a part of your life. It's a part of training. It's just the way it is. If you have a weakness that is so weak that you want to make it better, that's great. But then something else is going to have to be kind of put on the side or on the back burner. And it, that then may become a weakness. So it's this kind of shifting. Mm-hmm. And what does it boil down to? What do you want? Yep. That's it. It's very simple. You want to be fast or you want to be strong? Now, is it possible <laughs> to be both? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
but then you won't be the best. You won't be the best at it. Right. And that's kind of CrossFit. That's how, that's what we describe as CrossFit anyway, being pretty good at most of the things. That'll get you there. That'll get you there. But if you want to excel at something, you need to put focused, dedicated effort into that thing. Yep. Because there have been other games years where the winner didn't actually win an event. That's true. Yeah. They just, they did well in all of them, but they didn't win any of them. Yeah. So it's possible, possible, but upper echelon of, of athletes. Yeah. Anything else on that? Number two? Mm, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. Things we learned about resiliency from the CrossFit Games. And number three, that we are capable of way more than we think we are. Mm-hmm. The crowd and specifically that sandbag event in the stadium, the mm-hmm. crowd was able to get inside the athletes or another way of looking at it, the athletes allowed the crowd to get inside of them mm-hmm. and it helped them dig a little deeper, go a little faster and lift a little heavier. And that applies not just to those athletes that are you know, working under the, or working out under the spotlight of thousands and thousands of people, but on a more micro level, that also applies to those that work out in a group setting. So, today's workout there was some people that were close to me in in the time and I was like I'm going to push harder on this last run because I want to beat them basically Mm -hmm. right and it's not it's different when it's I want to lift more than them because there's a, a sense of risk but if I can push my pace on a run I'm not risking injury. I'm not putting myself in danger. I'm just giving a little effort, a little more effort than I would if I were just to do that workout on my own. Would you agree? Yes. Although I think some people feel a lot of pressure sometimes in a group setting that they don't want to be the last one to finish. Okay. I don't don't know if that's... um, if people cheering them on because they're the last one would be like a positive for them. Some people get very stressed out about that. Yep. And Ingrid and I have talked about that in the gym anxiety episode mm-hmm. where that's cert- certainly the case. What, what this point that I bring up now is that chances are they wouldn't strive to push themselves as much as they do if they were just working out on their own. Oh, yes period yep. right like that's the main the main point behind this now does it suck being last yeah like yep. nobody nobody enjoys it right um but when you're in the middle of a workout when we say three two one go and the clock starts when you're surrounded by others you're more likely to put Push more harder. effort into it yeah right so regardless of there's no placings. We don't, we, we don't at the end of a workout be like, all right, who came in first and who came in second? Who came in? Like, we do not do that at all. The point is to give yourself or put in a little more effort each time you work out when you're in that group setting. And that's why I really like yep. coaching kind of, I want to say larger classes, not like classes where there's just like one or two people in it. Like it's not that that's they're not really grouping. No, they're not, it's not that they're boring. It's just that they don't have as much energy. And mm-hmm. as a coach, I get a ton of energy out of the class when everybody's kind of like 
striving and pushing yeah. and you know going it's a two-way street yeah like i i can try and pump you up but if you're not going to give it back if you're just going to like look at me with a blank stare <laughs> well <laughs> there you go um so yeah we we the the specific moment that i was talking about was you know when they're in the stadium and they were lifting those sandbags that was a lot of the athletes and I, I heard some interviews afterwards, they had some practice sandbags out back that mm-hmm. they got to kind of like mess around with. And they were all shocked at how heavy and awkward it was. And they weren't sure how they were going to do it on the floor. Yeah. And then they all surpassed their expectations. Yeah. And it was deafening. It in was that so arena. Loud. It was so loud. Yeah. Yeah. So like one, one example was Cole Sager. He, wrestled I feel I heard Ben talk about it but he wrestled with that sandbag to get it up and it was like 48 seconds that's a long time to have 300 pounds yeah in a deadweight sandbag on your body just holding it there yeah (laughs) like max effort lifts 10 seconds max like that's that's all you got after that you're relying 100% on willpower and the energy of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And it was there for sure. <laughs> it fired me up. I wanted to go lift something heavy right <laughs> after I saw that workout. And it was funny because you saw a lot of people lifting. Uh, they did a bunch of Danny Spiegel um, kind of mock reels or whatever on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. And they were all picking up like bags of dog food just like in she Costco. did. Yeah, at Costco. <laughs> Frank, that was so funny. Yeah, she uh, was amazing in that yeah. event. So anyway, that's point number three, that we are capable of way more than we think we are. And I I believe it truly helps when you're exercising in a group atmosphere. Yeah. Hands down. For sure. If you want to dig deeper on like a personal level on that, go grab the um, Way of the Seal book. It's a great book on 20 times in what you think you're capable of. Tell me more about that. Uh, Well, it's a book that we read a few years back. Well, what is this 20 times factor? What do you mean? That you're capable of 20 times what you think you are. And you'll only know if you put yourself in those situations um, where you have to. Like what? Give me an example. Well, like when we've done all the Go Ruck events, you're carrying weight for miles, for hours. You don't think you can finish, but going back to the group thing, it's a team event. So your team is there and they're carrying it with you and they will push you and they will help you. So it's, it kind of all, all circles back to the same point. The group is there. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And just like these go work events, we've gotten to the near the end and it's like, I gave it all I got. And then they, basically quote unquote kill people and then you have to carry some bodies to the finish line yep but you don't know where when the finish line is like where it is and then you have more things to carry then you have people left to carry them and you have to figure out this jigsaw puzzle of (laughs) somehow it's great getting everything back love it all right number four while the world definitely needs more doctors and nurses and boy are we more aware of that that. now than ever we also need more dedicated trainers and the analogy that i've heard and that i like to to talk about or kind of push out there as well is doctors are like lifeguards 
and they're there to save you when you're drowning. Trainers, on the other hand, are more like swim instructors, and they teach you how to swim on your own. And so that's how I view my role as a trainer at the gym, is I'm teaching people how to basically live a functional and productive life so that they can kind of do that on their own. They don't, they don't need the help of a lifeguard. And could you imagine if we went to like the pool or the beach or magic mountain and the lifeguards had to go in and pull out, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the people that went in the water, that would be insane. Mm -hmm. There are not enough lifeguards for that. No, there's not enough doctors for what's going on. That's right. And (laughs) that's exactly it. There aren't enough doctors and nurses for what we're seeing today. Yeah. And so that's why I think we need more lifeguards, a.k.a. trainers and coaches that are passionate about helping and teaching others. Yes. And it's not just passionate and dedicated. They need to be educated. Educated. And not just in like physical education, call it that, I guess. Um, Not just someone that can teach you how to squat, which is obviously good for longevity into our aging years, but nutrition and mental mindset spiritual and treating and training people as a whole person because it all goes together and if you're missing one piece then you're still deficient is that how important is that to to treat or to train the whole person i I think that should be number one it should always be a whole person Okay, so how would we do that? Educate. <laughs> how? What? That's such a big well, word. And, like, and, and hey, I, I want to learn about stocks and stuff. Well, g- educate yourself. Yeah, well, what? I know. So. And CrossFit has great courses for some of those things. But um, I, I, I know there are lots of external courses that you can take. Like there's Precision Nutrition for Nutrition if you want to add on that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to get into mindset, I know there's some mindset, uh, coaching programs out there now. I can't think of the name of, well, I'm taking one right now called the driven mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, the way of the enlifted athlete is one that I'm also currently taking. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, the spiritual and all of that, I think it kind of depends on the individual and where they want to go with that, but not to say that one person or one trainer has to do all of those things you can have a a team of those people if you want to go in all of those different directions but i think it's important even for athletes to recognize that your your well-being isn't just going and working out that's just one part okay i like that last point you just said how much weight, let's say on a scale of one to 100, so of a, like a percent, how much weight do people put into the fitness or physical fitness bucket? Oh, 80. An overwhelming majority. Yes. What weight and what other buckets should people be focusing on? Nutrition's probably a big one for most of our general population. 
So I want you, I'm going to hold you to this. I want you to put some numbers to these. Oh, geez. I just want to hear what, what your thought. There's no right. This is the deal. There's no right or wrong numbers. I just want to know what you would put as those numbers. So, all right. So there's fit fitness. I have to do math. I'll do the math for you. <laughs> we got fitness, nutrition. Uh, mindset. Okay. Um, spiritual. Okay. Those are the ones that I wrote down. Okay. So would you say it's 25% for each right down the board? Um, I would say maybe fitness and nutrition are slightly higher. Okay. And then... 30-30-20-20? Sure. That adds up to 100. I can't even do that. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's very, in- I don't know, man. And I, th- I think it's, it's individual to the person. Okay. Now, we, now we agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's, there's not a one all answer. It's going to depend on the person and it's going to depend on what those person's goals are and what they want and where they are currently. Yeah. That's such a, an easy answer. I love those. The well, <laughs> hey, what, what's what are the numbers? Well, it depends. Well, of course it depends. It Obviously. always depends. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I th- and I also think these numbers fluctuate throughout not just your life but your 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 training cycle. Mm-hmm. So somebody that's training specifically for an event, they may need more mindset training than physical or nutrition or spiritual. Mm-hmm. Or if they're, you know, whatever it is, if they're looking to lose 10 pounds of fat, okay, well, less on the fitness, more on the nutrition mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. So 100% agree. It depends. It's just the cop-out answer that people <laughs> always give. Well, it's, it's not a cop-out if it's true. All right. So if you are, here's the deal. If you are somebody that's passionate about helping others and you are interested or have that passion of fitness, nutrition, mindset, or spirituality, please reach out to myself or Joanna or whoever, and we can point you in the right direction. We, we kind of know where all these resources are and who can help. It might not be a CrossFit level one. It might not be precision nutrition. It might, there's lots of other resources out there. So we would love to direct you and help you find what would make the most sense for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are all the things that I learned. Um, I think Joanna has a bonus learning a bonus. tidbit here. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the, the floor. Okay. Um, so um, as a woman, one thing I struggle with is body image. And I think a lot of women are probably in that same boat. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've always been small. I've never been overweight. I've never had those struggles. So I can't speak to that. But... I was always the skinny kid. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had zero muscle tone um, before I started CrossFit. Um, And honestly, I think at least my generation grew up in some pretty damaging marketing times where the taglines were literally skinny tastes good and nothing tastes as good as skinny feels or looks. What were those products? (laughs) Right? But that's, that's the mindset that we've been given. And it's really hard to let go and get rid of that, even as someone who's never been big. 
So um, I'm not as small as I used to be, obviously, and some of that is muscle, some of it's not. We have kids and life and two years of quarantine and COVID, nothing, you know, things aren't maybe ideal. And it's hard to get out of that mindset that you have to be skinny. But um, going to the games and seeing the athletes there, I mean, obviously they're elite athletes. They have muscle on muscle on muscle, but they're not small. Like Danny Spiegel is not small. Her legs are tree trunks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So just, I guess, seeing what their bodies can do was pretty amazing. And not just like the individuals, but the masters. Watching the masters women was like phenomenal. Into their 60s, 70 something was, I think, one of the oldest ones there. Insane, inspiring. Yes. Just total awe so i i think i kind of had a mind shift of it's not being small or skinny that should matter it's what our bodies can do that should matter not so much what they look like aesthetically but what can you do with your body and how can you keep doing that until you're in your 70s and competing at the crossfit games (laughs) that yeah (laughs) It's true. And I've talked about this on a few episodes before about the the number and what we measure. We measure, you know, people go to the doctor's office. What do they do? They pop you on a scale. They tell you your BMI. They say you're whatever, right? And then, and then what? And then what? Mm-hmm. Like what purpose does that information serve? Not a whole lot other than to make you feel shame. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it does. So the number that I like to use, and while we measure things on the in-body scan, it really gives a, a much better and clear picture of what's happening inside your body versus throwing you on a scale. But the number that's even more important, which I've talked about before, is how capable do you feel? <laughs> that's way more important. So how capable do these CrossFit athletes feel? 100%. Probably a 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10, right? Like they're super, they can literally do anything. Like you could, that's the thing. They don't know what the events are until they get there and they're still capable of doing them. That's right. How many of them did a double under crossovers before? Probably not since they were children. Or if at all, (laughs) Right. right? But they're so capable because of the types of type of training and the type of, you know, mindset work and all the other stuff that they were just able to do it. And I feel like those gaps are getting smaller. How so? Well, in previous games, when they threw in something new, you could see people really struggle with it. Wow. So Amy Thor's daughter got her first first muscle muscle up. up. Yeah. (laughs) She had never done before. Right. So there's that. Um, There was one year they did ring handstand pushups for the men. They looked horrendous, and I don't think they've done them since. No. Maybe for good reason, but that was one. Uh, the first year they had the pegboard. That was a... Like, no one could do it. Nope. They just stared at them. And now the Masters did it this year. Yeah. So I think... Like, well, Rich Froney couldn't climb a rope. Yeah. Right? So I think those gaps in, are, are getting smaller. Like, they need to... What else can they come up with that they'll struggle with? 
Uh, right? If Adrian Bosman has anything to do with it next year, I think he already has some pretty good ideas. <laughs> There's been some well, speculation Well, I guess here. we'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, I want to be able to, you know, obviously I don't need to do handstand pirouettes or crossover double unders, but I want to know that if life throws something at me that I can just say, yeah, I, I can handle that. I'll do it. Here's the deal. I'm going to, I'm going to pay a, a, a tremendous compliment to you right now. If something were Someone to ha- write this down. <laughs> if something were to happen to me where I became incapacitated and was unable to move my own body, let's say the house was on fire and I was passed out. I would have 100% confidence that you could get me out of the house. Yes. Uh, my, maybe not in one piece, but <laughs> mostly. Sure, whatever. <laughs> but I have 100% confidence you'd be able to do that. Why? Because you are capable. Mm-hmm. Because of, and I'm going to go back to the number one thing that we talked about, is because of the level of sacrifice that you have been willing to do and to give to yourself to get you where you are today. Thank you. <laughs> the awkwardness there you go so that number of being capable is very individualistic there's no again no right or wrong way to do it but i think you have to look at the things that you want to do in your life or the things that you feel are important to you and then chuck chuck a number on onto that mm-hmm. right and so for, for me it's not just you know, climb a mountain or, uh, you know, bike a hundred kilometers or whatever. It's for me, it's also about personal safety, the safety of others. So if I'm in a situation where there's danger, how capable do I feel? It's not a 10 out of 10. I'll, I'll admit that now. Yeah. I don't have the fighting skills if I need to, you know, push off an attack or anything like that. But I know what I need to do in order to get that. Right. Am I willing to give up something or to sacrifice something in order to attain that? I don't know yet. But I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I like knowing that if um, Kevin's done, brought me into a lot of weird adventures over our years. You have to, you can't just say that. Well, you, you have to expand on that slightly well, to get like some context. Well, Spartan races and go rock events and climbing mountains multiple times in a day and doing CrossFit competitions and lifting, like Olympic lifting and all of these things that we've done over the years. I'd like to know that whatever he comes up with next, <laughs> I'll be able to handle it and I'll be able to do it physically. And mentally. And mentally. And spiritually. Sure. I mean, you've... I, they're all spiritual experiences. Yeah. You've come <laughs> into a few spirit animals on some of our adventures. For sure. So does that does that kind of wrap up your, your body image? I 100% agree. Like, the body types that we saw at the CrossFit game were as vast as the body types that you see kind of anywhere else. Like, there's... Big, small, strong, not like yep. all, there's, all there's different. No, there's no one size. It's It was just a good mindset uh, shift. And would you say that's, I would say that's more true for the women that we saw competing than the men. Mm-hmm. 
There's yeah. more variety in the women's body types than there were in the men's. Yes. I just thought of that now. Like, I, I feel like there's an ideal body type for the elite CrossFit man. Like, yeah. you're not it. No, definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a certain kind of height range and, you know, body type that goes with that. But yes, I feel like there was um, a lot of different um, bodies in the women of all ages uh, and just seeing what they were capable of doing and realizing that it's not what they look like. It's what they're capable of. That sure. should matter. Awesome. So those are our five, uh, five lessons. It was, it was four lessons and it just, it turned into five because of my special guest here today. Sorry. It's all right. Um, I think that was a really important point about the body image and it's a great point to finish on. Um, how capable do you feel? All right. I want to thank, thank you for, uh, tuning in today and thank you to my, again, super special guest. I don't think you made this too awkward at all. I just, I want to throw that out there. Okay. I mean, well, if, if this, just keep it good though. Sh- 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 if this was your first time on a microphone, <laughs> I'm going to give you like, ha- let's, let's do this. Let's give this a number. Stop with the numbers. <laughs> How capable do you feel on a microphone now? Uh, well, like a seven. That's, six. that's great. I, I mean, know. that's better than zero or one. I've just been trying to not hit it with my talking hands. Yeah. Or it's hard. Know. It's a social <laughs> awareness kind of thing, right? Spatial awareness. All right. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, congratulations. Uh, yeah. And go to the games. That's your and action. Yes. Action item. Like I said at the start, if you get a chance, if you have the means necessary, please go to the CrossFit games and maybe you'll, you'll learn something along the way. And we'll see you there. Yeah, we'll see you there because we're going every year now. All right, guys, take care. We'll talk next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.